Welcome back, guys. What's going on? What up, dog? Good to be back. You know, starting the week a uh, year off with an 0 and 1 record. That's always a fun thing. Are we all 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 one? Well, I just yet right now, but uh, he's most likely gonna win. Let's not let's not get around. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're a, no, you're yeah. a, usually, usually when that when that happens, you're locked to win. Don't worry yeah. about. It. <laughs> well, I'm sweating over here, so I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, I actually don't know what year this is or what season we're in. Yeah, I think it's seven. Right? So season seven and year eight? Or no, I think it's season six and year seven. Oh, we're season six. And, and year, year seven. seven. Mm-hmm. We're season six. Year seven. So welcome to the YFTS Fantasy Football Podcast in year wait see, season six and year seven. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. This is your host, that guy Kelvin. Um, I'm joined by Jack Two Time. No, sorry. Oh my god, I messed that up. It's Eddie Two Time. Yes, sir. Eddie Two Time last place Torres. Let's go. Well, so here's the thing though, Jack always changes his name every year. Last year it was Jack Mooney. Who are you going with this year, Jack? Jack Fields? No. Ish. <laughs> Who's your guy this year, Jack? You don't know who my guy this year. I'll be honest with you. I guess Judy. Jack Judy. Jack Judy. I like it. Jack, it sounds Jack, it Jack sounds, Judy. That's a nice ring right. to it. Judy is the one guy I have in all my leagues. Mm-hmm. And one thing for all listeners, we have a last place finisher in our midst. That's uh, right. First That's right. One, one of us three. Our last place, and it's not me or Jack. Yeah, it's me. Before, it happens. Before last season, the three of us were the last three people in our league to have not come last place and had, and go through a punishment. And yeah. this and is then the there year. Were, mm-hmm. And then there were two. Yay. All I'm right. sad. It's fine. Hey, it's I'm, over. You, you, you come to terms with it. It's been yeah, a while I, know, now. I, I know. I know. I just, it's still, it's still sucky. But new year, new me, bro. Let's go. I start off with week one's news and notes. There's a lot that happened. Not great stuff. But here they are. I I'll take this over. And before I start, I want to give a shout out to my two co-workers, Joey and Mick, who, who say we'll tune into our podcast if we give him a shout out. Oh so shit, here. Joey and Mick. <laughs> Listen, guys, you're up against hundreds of German listeners. So <laughs> Thank you uh, for listening. All right. So using notes. The first thing first, uh, I'm gonna go over the people who got hurt. Third oh week. no. The first person on the list oh, has no. to be J.K. Dobbins. Oh no. I hit the hardest. Yeah, Tor Achilles. Well a, a lot of us like to say Tor Achilles for fun. Uh Eddie is a Ravens fan here, so I'll I'll let him take this news here for him for, for this this part. Um, I just have to wipe the tears off my cheeks, you know, because Jacob Dobbins obviously is my favorite player. If we did do a preseason podcast, he probably would have been the one guy that I would mention every single time, every single podcast, just to get uh, 
it's just it's so sad. His career is probably over at 24 years old. Two major season-ending surgeries. It's brutal to watch. This, this one's a killer too. This one's pretty much like that one. That one is like a nail in a coffin. But I, I mean, he's still he's still pretty young. I, I'm rooting for him. He's my he's you know he's my favorite player. And get well soon, J.K. Man, I love you, man. So moving moving forward, which one do you want to own? You want to own Gus Edwards or Justice Hill? It's too gross. They're gonna sign somebody. It's either gonna be Fournette or Hunt. Uh, Hunt. Or I mean, Melvin Gordon is going to be elevated. Probably it's just going to be a mess. Technically, the recent news saying they're not going to sign anyone. Um, I still don't. I mean, I guess they're just going to elevate Melvin Gordon and just, you know, wing it. Gus Edwards is probably the most talented back there. For some reason, they love Justice Hill, but it's going to be gross. And before we Gus, move on, though, Gus, Gus Edwards is probably the guy that I would go after, though. Before we move on from this Dobbins news, I want to just. Uh... Let our listeners know we have a mail in. Did you know by Nicholas, our friend, good friend? Uh, did you guys know Dobbins has missed more games in his career than he's played in? Well, you do know because he told us both, but that's crazy. That is wild. Sucks, man. He was going to have a breakout year, dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's was, was three running back touchdowns that game alone. And he would have had all three of them. And on top of that, it's just. It was his backfield. He was there for like 80% of the snaps that he was in. Well, he was healthy for. So well, I mean, just why wa- you know how many times I watched that replay? I probably watched it like 20 times. And every single time I'm like, that's all it took to to tear his Achilles. Like he got up. I know he limped off, but he limped off on his under his own power. And it's just it was uh sheesh. Yeah. Sucks. Well, injuries, injuries, injuries. Next person we're talking about. Though. This person was having a great game. Uh, he's the person that a lot of people don't have on rosters. He was always good in the New England. Uh, Jacoby Myers had two touchdowns before he got hit pretty hard. And he's uh, he's in concussion protocol, but he's the person who has always been get hit. He always got hit very hard in the past few years. And last year it was a shoulder all season. This year he got hit in the head again very hard. So. I mean, he was looking very good. Uh, he was like Jimmy G's favorite target. Out. Like it wasn't even Devontae Adams. It was Jacoby I, Myers. Yo, Jacoby, he looked he looked really good. He's somebody he's somebody that I'm probably targeting in trades because if if the owner thinks he's going to be out for a couple weeks or so, or even if he's like if he doesn't come back at full strength, I I don't know. I I feel like his involvement in this, in this offense, he's going to be a top two option. Yeah, I think so too. Especially the Raiders' defense aren't good. They should be behind a lot of games. Should be. Uh, next person, uh, Aaron Jones, who also had another, who also had a big game, left the game with a hamstring injury. This week is a lot of hamstring injuries. I feel like it's more because a lot of people didn't play in preseason at all. And it's the first time game action, and a lot of them have hamstring issues. I mean, it's not just injuries, right? Like it's rustiness. We saw a lot of it yesterday. We can talk about that later, but yeah. Yeah, so this is something to look up, look look throughout the, throughout the week, see if it affects his status. I don't think it is, but just a heads up. Uh, another hamstring injury. Deontay Johnson also left the game with hamstring injury. His looked bad. His looked bad, and he also had a history in the past with soft tissue issues. So if he's out, I mean, Pickens, Allen Allen Robinson came back alive. Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nope. Friar Muth is probably the biggest winner in this. To be honest, uh, he probably will get more volume. I know he got he left with an injury too, but 
he's the guy I'm definitely targeting because tight ends the, the landscape of tight end is just so bad. Like I just I just want a quick input right now. Brees Hall is fucking killing it. <laughs> he's got a four, thirty yard catch right now. Oh, listeners, uh, if you haven't noticed, we are watching the Monday Night Football game as we're podcasting. So, so moving out, Pat Fairmove, like you mentioned, he has a chest injury. Nothing big. I just want to stay in the same game. He did leave a game a little bit with a chest issue. Next person, Anthony Richardson. Literally last 20 seconds of the game. He looks pretty good for a rookie who's supposedly raw. I thought I was expecting way less as a especially as a passer, but he looks so confident. He looked yeah. he stood tall in the pocket. He's a he's huge. Yeah. I didn't realize how big he was. He's a big human. And so, he's a very he's a very good athlete. So I I mean I think he's gonna bounce back. It was it was a very minor injury. Yeah, it was a knee injury that took off a precaution. He should be good. Uh it, it didn't it, look like he injured his knee either, but it just wound it up being a knee bruise. So you know, we all know how it flares up sometimes. So he might be missing sometimes, maybe. But the way that he looked, Michael Pittman looked like a a starable option now moving forward. I, him, I think that like I think when Jelani Woods comes back too as a as a tight end option, maybe you know I know he's on IR currently, but he's a guy that I would keep my eye on in the waivers, just as you know, just as a tight end option because I know tight end is just so bad. Also, Josh Downs is a name that I want to throw out because he got a lot of run on the slot, and I don't know, he's. I think he's just a good route, route runner, a good player in, in general. You said you said Josh Downs? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I own him in the, the Dynasty League. I think he was pretty good. So I don't know why happened to Alex Pierce. He, I guess he forgot how to play. I, I guess because uh, you know. Yeah, I'll skip it. Next injury, Mike Williams. No surprise here. I think he shows up in this list every day. Hey, he came back though. He came back and he got. He a did few, come back. Couple, couple of big passes he caught too. He did come back, but he got a head injury. He sh- could possibly still be in well, concussion protocol moving forward this week. So I just put him in there just for a heads up. Uh, and a new up new injury is Mr. Aaron Rodgers. The whole hype, the whole offseason, the whole hype. Play one drive. The savior left the left the game with an ankle injury. X-rays came out negative, but. He is a forty-year-old man. He is probably gonna miss a few games, more or maybe more. It did look like an Achilles to me, to be honest. And you, yeah. I feel like you have to downgrade everybody, all the pass catchers now. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers, no one's really startable besides Garrett Wilson, unless you're really desperate. That is now, true. Now with Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson, he still has to start him though. But it's it's just the running backs. I feel like I'm comfortable with starting. Danny Brees looks. <laughs> yeah, Brees Hall looks amazing. I thought <laughs> coming into the season, I didn't think he was ready yet, but he looks ready. Uh, besides that, I just want to run over a few people who are still uh, injured: Christian Watson, Jared Judy, both have hamstring injuries. They're looking good to play next week. Travis Kelsey still has an Hebrews. Mark Andrews quads, and Cooper Cup is on the IR. Uh yeah, we'll talk about the game later. Moving forward, I think that's all the injuries they have for now. Back to you, Calvin. All right, sweet. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of big injuries there, especially Aaron Rodgers, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, huge injuries affects the. I want to say Dobbins really affects the uh, success of the Ravens, but obviously Rodgers. I think it. I mean, to me, it does. But 
that's just my opinion. And sigh. Uh, yeah, that's that's news and notes. And for all of you listeners, our international listeners, uh, you you would usually suspect uh, some pits and cages, and following with them, followed up with some RKOs and DDTs. But today we're going to go a little different route. There was a lot that happened in week one, so so much to dissect, and it's not enough time to just name a few players here and there. So what we decided to do is kind of give us give you guys our take uh, a lot of these uh week one overreactions um bad games good games across the league and what we'll do is we'll go through each game uh and just talk about some key points we'll try to convince you uh if a player did bad that it's just week one uh regardless we're going to give you some advice and let's start with the first game you guys ready yes sir yes sir go to thursday night the season opener the Detroit Lions versus the Kansas City Chiefs, reigning Super Bowl uh, champions. And one takeaway from this game for me, Kadarius Tony sucks. <laughs> he really did not play well. But I, I think he I don't know, it was his first action. The entire like the entire offseason he didn't play. Right. He was hurt in offseason, so he can really play in preseason games. Yeah. He did get five targets in what limited snaps. Uh, for, for some reason, they do. I know, like, they, listen. I I know it was terrible. There's no, there's no sugarcoating how bad Kadarius Tony was, but I mean that offense in general. I I'm still a believer in the Chiefs as long as Kelsey is healthy. Uh, and once he comes back, I feel like they're just gonna go back to the same old Chiefs. Believe it or not, um, Kadarius Tony wasn't the only one with drops. Uh, Sky Moore had a couple of drops as well. Um, especially on a big fourth and twenty at the end of the game to kind of make a push to for a field goal, uh, pretty much hit him in his hands and he dropped it. Uh, these Skymore. receivers, yeah, got Skymore looks awful. Uh, <laughs> his, he 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 wasn't getting separation. His hands are awful. He was completely useless. I'll be honest with you. Can uh, the Chiefs just trade for a receiver like a like a veteran guy? Somebody's on like, the market. Mike like the, Evans, like the Rasheed Weiss looked pretty good at times. I I feel like it it's a, it's an understatement how how much value Travis Kelsey is to this team. I, I feel like once he comes back, I mean, I, does it give you like more reassurance, sir? Uh, more reassurance that you drafted Tra- Travis Kelsey if you did draft him, that once he comes back, he's just going to get peppered with targets. Oh well, he always get peppered with targets regardless. But he still needs someone else to step up. I mean, I guess MBS, Watson, Rice, these guys will just be random boomers every other week. But that's 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 the same as past few years, right? You but this is yeah, this is exactly what you expected from this offense. Right? But they have been drafting receivers, you know, like last year was Guy Moore in the second round. This year they drafted uh Rice pretty early. Was it a second round pick too? Yeah, Rice is a second round pick this year also. Yeah. So they've been trying to get receivers. It's not like they're not they're being cheap with uh looking draft picks. But like why wouldn't they trade a draft like a sec why would they trade one of these second round picks for an actual veteran receiver who's who's a known commodity? This doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Make either. make Patrick Mahomes' life easier. Why are you making it harder? That's pretty much it, right? You want to talk Kelsey Mahomes. I mean, I could I could I do want to talk with about the running backs though. I do want to talk about Pacheco because I really like how he was used. He caught that. I think this was his career high in catches this past week. He had four receptions, which is, doesn't seem like a lot, 
but it's a lot for him. A B, I I believe he's going to be their goal line back. He's unless it's a, a third down rush or a third down, it's, that's going to be Jared McKinnon's job. But it feels like Pacheco's going to be in on third down. Uh, he's going to be in on the goal line, and he's going to get most of the most of the work in between the twenties. I I believe he's the easiest buy low candidate for me because I believe he's going to get fifteen touches in this offense. And in this offense, you expect him to score twenty eight to thirty five points a week, and I I believe he's going to score a touchdown. Just odds odds are he's going to score a touchdown. I'm probably going to make that bet every single week. The one thing I want to quickly point out, I don't I don't get why they drafted Clyde Edwards. Uh, they don't even use him what he's good at. No, you know, Clyde Edwards came out of college being a very good pass catcher. That's that was his. That was definitely his. They never like, used stick. him as a pass catcher. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Whatever. It's any re. Him, I, I have a long history with him using like multiple running backs differently. Uh, yeah, Pacheco is definitely a guy on target. I don't know about you. No, no, I'm I'm iffy of him. I just don't see the volume. I don't like any running backs in any any Reese offense and Mahomes backfield. Like, doesn't work out too well all the time. Okay, agree to uh, disagree. Well, spin to the other side of Lions backfield. David Montgomery saw I think said over almost eighty percent of the snaps. Gibbs That's did look crazy. good when he really touched the ball, though. They have to give Gibbs more playing time. Even though they won this game, I feel like it's they won with the skin of their teeth. Like Gibbs just looks so electric. I feel like both of these guys are startable every week now. So take your pick. I mean, yeah. all St. Brown, all Matt startable. I the person I do want to point out is Sam Laporta. I feel like he's the must start tight end every week. Five targets is pretty good at tight end, man. So and Jared Goff. Likes, likes, loves targeting tight ends, and this is a game that they were up. Sometimes the games will be high, much higher scoring than this. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Let's uh, yeah. Anything else there? Nope. All right, let's move right into the next game. Uh, Sunday, Carolina at Atlanta. There were some really, really good players in this game, and of course, everyone wants to talk about Bijan. What a run that was. Well, let's not talk about Bijan because Bijan is like someone you start already. You, He's automatic, yeah. You're not benching him no matter what. What you do want to talk about is Tyler Algier. Are you going to be starting this guy moving forward too? I think he's an automatic flex. You have to put him in your lineup. Love to run the ball. And Desmond Ritter is not good at throwing the ball. Uh, I don't know how many times they're going to be in this type of game script where they're going to be either in a close game or ahead. Yeah. But Algier looks the part, dude. He's stop. he's efficient. He could catch the ball now. Like... He's a good player. The Falcons do play their own division. That that division, all the division games, that game should be close and tight. Yeah, yeah. and like to to be fair, they they even if they're down, they're probably going to either chuck it to the running backs because they have absolutely no faith in Ritter. So like, I, I feel bad for <laughs> the pass catchers. If you drafted Kyle Pitts, if you drafted Drake London, uh, Drake London, oh. I'm I'm a Drake London owner. It's hard to put him in your lineup, especially like I know it's only been one week, but one target is really hard to trust. And it's it's scary. It's really is scary. You literally just you you have you see the floor, which is a donut. Yeah, and uh that division do have good defensive backs, which is the reason why Desmond Raider probably doesn't throw a ball to Drake London as much. Yeah. Just point up. On Panther side, I mean Miles Sanders they get 18 carries, 72 yards, and Chubba also got nine carries, 60 yards. This is what you expect from Sanders, though. Like 20 yeah. touches a week. And yes, the, the, the thing you gotta point out, I do want to point out is Sanders got six targets. 
he is back with Deuce Stanley as a running back coach, and that's the year that Miles Sanders had the most catches coming out of college. Was with was with Deuce Stanley in in Philadelphia. Just want to point that out. Uh, I mean, you drafted Miles Sanders to be RB two. I feel like he's a perfect RB two moving forward. Uh, for the rest of the offense, I don't know. Yeah, it's just this is gross. I don't know what to do with them. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't think I'm starting any pass catchers there. What about Hayden Hurst? He has seven Hayden targets. Hurst is probably the only person you could start because he's a tight end. Because that tight end's been so bad. He, besides Hayden Hurst. I mean, we're talking about receivers, I guess, right? Yeah. You can, you're not starting anyone there. No I shot. Mean, you saw John Domingo get five targets. He only caught two of them. But any future hopes for this guy? Uh, just, uh, I don't trust. I don't, I don't want to trust a rookie receiver with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, that's very, fair. that's very fair. And he threw the ball thirty-eight times, and he only had one hundred forty. He didn't even break <laughs> one hundred fifty yards. So, <laughs> all right, moving on. Let's go to your Baltimore Ravens, Eddie. Played host to the Houston Texans. Uh, offensively, I think we just throw this game out. There's only one player and one player only that you take out of this on the Ravens side. Senior Zay Flowers. I think he's a, he's a, you have to lock him in your lineup. He's at minimum a flex slash wide receiver three. He is electric. He is awesome. He's going to be great. I might be putting my juju on him right now because I don't know. Like, hopefully his Achilles are fine after this. But he is. He looks the part, dude. And they they drafted him for this. He got so much volume. How many targets? Nine targets this week. Ten, ten targets. Caught nine of them. Ten ten targets. Nine receptions. I know. I know. Andrews is out, but there's still. He only threw the ball 22 times. He's getting half the targets. So, like, uh, I mean, I know Andrews is going to come back, but there's going to be more passing volume. They're going to run more plays. And with no J.K. Dobbins, I think the sky's the limit for, say, Flowers, dude. I think he's a steal, draft steal, draft day steal. Yes, but beware, the Texans are a bad defense. Um, Definitely want to see more. uh, Yeah, yeah, they're bad defense. And Lamar Jackson threw only threw for 169 yards and only threw the ball 22 times, and he still had 10 receptions. I mean, nine receptions. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm all about the targets. Yeah. Speaking I, of I love targets, it. oh sorry, let's finish up on the Texan side. What do you guys think about Damon Pierce's performance? Not great. Not great. Well, Ravens do have a stout defense, and they were after like the first half they were down, they were getting falling behind. Uh. I don't know which receiver. I I'll be honest with you. I, I'll give it another week to see to see out to to see how things plan out. Like Nico Collins and Robert Woods both look like good options. But then again, I feel like next week we can see Dalton Schultz get like eight catches, and it just yeah, uh, it's, I, it's I, I don't know how com- I don't know how confident you can start Nico Collins. But I feel like he's the only person I wouldn't I would want to own just because he's he he's young and has talent. Uh, definitely got a stash though. For sure. Yeah. Uh also with Damian Pierce. It this is again, like with a lot of these matchups and a lot of these 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 games that we're talking about, we're seeing a lot of floors here. And Damian Pierce, this is the floor. When this is when this is the game script, he's not gonna be the ones getting the checkdowns. It's gonna be either who is it, Mike Boone, Devin Singletary, they're gonna be in the game instead of uh, Damian Pierce, which is kind of like it's it's sucking for fantasy because you want to get those cheap targets, you want to get those cheap receptions, and it sucks that he's not going to be the one to get it. And it, like, it's it also sucks because the Texans are going to be a, in these type of games a lot. I, I'm just not a big fan of Damian Pierce. I mean, I, the talent he's there, he's great, 
but they have to compete in order for him to play. And that's, that, that's sucky for me. I don't, I don't like that. Again, he's, I think he's like flex moving forward, but he has RB2 upside, but it's just, it's not going to be there every single week. It's going to be very inconsistent. All right, cool. Uh, let's move on to the next game. The Cincinnati Bengals, the newly signed Joe Burrow, was up against Deshaun Watson and the Browns. Uh, granted, granted, this game had heavy inclement weather. What a clunker, huh? Yeesh. There's so I many mean, names that you wanted to to perform well in this game, and it just it didn't turn out. <laughs> it didn't turn out you wanted to. What happened, Jack? Just completely ignored this whole game. Yeah. Exactly. Like Joe Burrow is not going to have this kind of performance again. 82 yards on less than 50% completion rating, uh, completion percentage. Higgins um, not going to go eight targets with zero yards. Catch, exactly. Eight targets, zero catches. <laughs> what you want to see? You want to see Jamar Chase and, and Higgins uh, occupy those target share. They are. Joe Mixon was next highest with five targets. Uh, regardless, um, this was not the game um, for the Bengals, at least. I think for, uh, for each team, it's both like whoever whoever is a normal starter, you're just you're holding. Watson didn't look that good either. The only person that, that looked great was the stick shot. Nick Chuck. I mean, I mean, hold on, hold on. This person looks great every single year. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it never gets the respect. Yeah. Nick, Nick Chubb Nick, never gets the respect. Nick though. Chubb is he's a he's a dude. This someone is someone in this podcast used to don't like. Big chubby there. That's so. only because there was competition in the backfield. This year, there's absolutely no competition, and I am a firm believer in Nick Chubb. I think he's going to be a consistent 20-point scorer in most leagues. And he, I mean, he yeah. caught four passes, too, and that's kind of weird. That's not his normal output, but... Those four passes led the team. <laughs> he caught crazy. all four of his targets uh, for 21 yards, but he yeah. led the team in receptions. Yeah. Well, Deshaun Watson also had a he had a decent game for the weather, I guess. He, he scored 20 points in most formats, so it's, it's not too bad. Do, hey, do, I, I, I know I, I understand it's a very it was a very terrible weather game, but do you believe in this Browns offense at all? I Deshaun Watson. The weapons are there. Like Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper, Joku, and with like Harrison Bryant as a backup tight end and Peoples Jones, that's a solid receiving core. Uh, it's all up to Deshaun Watson who go back to what he was. And it sucks that we had to get a game like this in order to, you know, like evaluate Deshaun Watson. I wanted to see him actually throw, be able to throw a football, you know? Exactly. We couldn't evaluate either team in this game, especially the quarterbacks. But I feel like Elijah Moore, Cooper, and Joku are still three people you... I mean, Cooper, you feel like you got to start. You draft him, you still draft him pretty high. Mm-hmm. Someone you still have to start. And he's gonna have a test next week against the Steelers, so yeah, we'll see. He is better away, right? If I remember correctly. I don't Cooper remember. Is better away games. He's bad at home games. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that is that is that how that goes? Yes, I think I think last year also it was the same thing. He was not good at home games. All right. So start Elijah Moore at home. <laughs> start Cooper away. All right. So moving on to the next one. It's actually an entertaining game. The Jacksonville Jaguars face off against the Indianapolis Colts. Um. Yeah. What do you guys? What do you guys think? Avoid Colts running backs at all costs. But I don't but, care who signs I, I think, there. I think a lot of the, the biggest news for a lot of fantasy players was Calvin Ridley. Well, I mean, I, I'm just I had to talk about the Colts first because Colts, 
Cal- Calvin Ridley is totally different. I had total total faith in Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley was when, whenever I see him, at least this in the preseason and in this game, every single time he ran a route, every time he caught the ball, he just looks faster than everybody else. I don't know how much speed he gains. I, I swear he looks like he's 99 speed in Madden right now. And he just looks like a totally different receiver to me. Only double-digit target uh, person. I don't know what I'm saying. In this game. <laughs> double-digit um, target person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Travis Etienne, 18 carries for 77 yards and a really, really nice touchdown. Yeah, minus that touchdown, he didn't look – he wasn't gaining much space. Mm-hmm. That's part of his game. He is a home run hitter. And he catches the ball a lot. So, I mean, he's, he's, a, I think he's an RB1. Well, he finally caught the ball a lot. This is like the first time he caught five, had five receptions. I mean, five was, I was saying, come out of college was a catch back. Yeah, yeah. He finally got five catches. You know, uh, he, he's definitely RB1 for me, I think, moving forward. I mean, a lot of options. Like, Christian Kirk is the one person that's, I, I mean, uh, like, Zay Jones got his, Evan Ingham got his, and Christian Kirk was a guy that's left out. Are you buying yeah. low or you think it's just going to be, you think it's going to be a trend? Or uh, I'm not gonna be comfortably starting Christian Kirk ever, especially with really talk, hogging out most of the targets. Yeah, and then there's four other options on top of that. So I'm never yeah. really gonna start Christian Kirk ever. I feel like he's a he's just a bi week filler to be honest. Yep. And Colts, I think Pittman is the only receiver right now. I mean, you could, that you could start in a 10, 12 man league. I know Josh Down looks good, but he's still. I don't think he's, he's startable still. Yeah, he's and definitely not startable. He's definitely stash. But you know, you know how rookie receivers are; they always tend to explode. But this is also not a case of a rookie receiver or a rookie quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think anything other than the guys you want to start are going to start. Uh, Michael Pittman looked great. Hopefully, he can continue it. He had double-digit target share uh, right now from Anthony Richardson. Um, and yeah, I mean, this game was actually pretty good. Like Jack Gordon was down two touchdowns, scored in the fourth quarter, and. Came, came out with a win, but uh, overall, uh, I think the Jaguars' offense will actually be better than what they are. They, they showed in week one. Um, it seemed pretty rusty, at least Charles Lawrence did. Mm-hmm. I only, I mean, only threw for, um, sorry. They start it. off, the offense start off really quick. Really yeah. Soon. Yeah. It looked like, I mean, he completed almost 75% of his passes, but um, 241, only two touchdowns and interception. Uh, he's had much better games. Uh, I can see him hitting over 300 most of the time this season. Um, so I think there's more yards to give away. Uh, we'll see who, who's going to take that. Yeah, I definitely like the Jags outlook. I think I like every Jag except for <laughs> Christian Kirk, to be honest, the rest of the season. Wow, the one guy I, ha- I own. All right, on to the next game. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, off the bat, and Baker Mayfield, I can't. I'm not gonna say he's the real deal, but uh, he made some good passes, especially the one to Mike Evans, which was great. To me, he reminds me a lot of what Gino did last year. I, I mean, this is this is not this is a. I I didn't project or predict that he would do something like it, but I feel like that's probably his ceiling. He has two great weapons in Evans and Godwin, who I think are you know startable receivers and. To be honest, I think that's just enough. I'm not really going to start Baker Mayfield, but I think the receivers are definitely worth starting. Uh, I mean, Evans and Godwin are just, they're both very good. 
at the game of football. So you 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 had to start both of them. But Sean White, I thought he was gonna do a little bit more than what he did, but he wasn't yeah, great. I mean, he was, was, was coming, coming in. So, he was great of a runner. He was a pass catcher, but he didn't even do much of that either. Uh yeah, I mean uh, Evans and Godwin uh got sixteen of uh Baker Mayfield's thirty four targets, which is which what you, which is what you want if you own those uh, wide receivers. Michelle White didn't do much in the run game, and I mean, in the last few years, Buccaneers haven't been the greatest run team anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he got the volume, seventeen carries. He also got two targets. Um, he's in the most. He's in most downs, uh, snap wise. So, uh, I mean, it, it is what it is, right? You got him late in the draft. It could be a borderline RB two. Um, and there'll be games when he does well. Um, on games like this, where it's not 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 the right kind of day for him. You, well, we also expected the Buccaneers to be losing. Most of the most of the year, therefore, they need to play catch up a lot, and that's where he is the best at catching those dink, dink dump dump offs for five ten yards every time. So I mean, he, he I think he's still starable, especially in PPR leagues. He is what it is. As long as he gets, he's he's gonna get the volume. So I, well, I believe the Buccaneers are losing. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they're losing, he's starable. Yeah. And the other side of the ball, I mean, Jefferson's, you know, he's 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 number one. That running back situation, I don't want – Madison didn't look that great. He didn't look he, – he looked exactly like last year, just an efficient an inefficient runner. He saved his day with a touchdown, but I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Madison either. But, but Madison, with that offense, it's just a high a high potent offense. You just want to own the running back, right, you know? It just potentially – he has potential to score. Yep. That's that's uh, pretty. You're just banging on a touchdown at this point, but the the rest of the receivers, Hawkinson, Addison, Jefferson, I think they're the Suns. <laughs> oh yeah, I just realized the all three of us. All the all the Suns. <laughs> Even think, Madison. Oh Madison too. Oh yeah. Oh, I guess they're all startable. To be honest, like Madison has to start. Hawkinson is a must start. Addison, he's a borderline start, but I think he's 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 gonna get some volume too. If he get if he just. Slides right into the Adam Thielen role. I think he's going to be good for the rest of the season. So as long yep. as they're healthy, they're they're startable. They're all startable, especially with the offense. But I would just want to say this: Kirk Cousin is trash against the blitz. Who they versing Thursday? The Eagles. It's also a primetime game, so they got Kirk Cousin <laughs> is going to get smashed again. Last year, week two, I think we played in week two last year. Also, the primetime game, he got destroyed. Just saying, I'm not biased at all. All right. Um. Oh, yeah. I mean, Cousins is one of those players you want to look out for. He's so. It, I, I guess what I want to ask you guys is like we saw some interesting quarterback performances. I do want to touch on a couple later. Um. Uh, is Cousins still startable in a ten man league like we're in right now? I think Cousins is start. Oh, you coming out talking about week two? No, no, it's the season I'm talking about. Oh, Cousins is definitely startable. He has Jefferson. He's guaranteed almost 150 yards minimum. <laughs> yeah, just because you have Jeff. That's true. That is true. Can't go in lower than 150 yards passing yards. <laughs> Why can't um, he throw touchdowns to Jefferson? It makes no sense to me. Well, I mean, Jefferson's going to be the new Megatron, right? When he always gets stopped at the one yard line. Oh, no. Please don't. <laughs> All right. I, I, I do. No, no, no. But no, just to your point, I do I do think uh, Kirk Cousins is definitely startable. I mean, he's probably going to lead the league in passes. He's going to be top three in pass, pass attempts this year. So. Yeah, he's definitely startable. All right, cool, cool. 
Uh, next game, we've got Tennessee Titans uh, visiting the New Orleans Saints. Uh, this game wasn't that entertaining, uh, if I say so myself. But there are some good fantasy performances on the Saints side. Uh, Chris Olave, uh, doing what you drafted him to do. Catch them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, unlike the Chiefs receivers, they know how to catch. Uh, Saints, I, I mean, Michael Thomas and Olave, I think they're both – they're definitely startable. I mean, Olave is obviously probably your number one. But um, Derek Carr – he knows how to support two receivers. He's he's done it before in the past, and this is this is exactly the type of stat line you expect. Like around 200, 250 to three hundred passing yards. Only one score, obviously, because he just doesn't throw touchdowns enough. But he could definitely support these two receivers. The interesting name to me to me is probably uh, Shahid. Shahid. Uh, is is he worth stashing or picking up, or do you I, want you want the third option on the Saints offense? I think he is. Oh man. I think he is. You know, last year he showed a lot of flash against separation. He's just getting open in general. He gets he does get open somehow a lot last season also. Uh also Michael Thomas is also taking time bomb. We've seen in the past like four years already. That is true. So Shahid could easily be the number two receiver in this team. I think he's a good stash. Would would you consider if you were the Michael Thomas owner or Chris Olave, I guess, would you consider him like a handcuff? You want to handcuff the situation or I don't, the, like, I don't think that's a bad idea, like to be honest. I don't like handcuff receivers. But if I was a Michael Thomas owner, yes, I would. I feel but like I, it's like a like – I feel like it's, if, if you want to lock up the, the receiver two on the Saints, it's not a bad idea, to be honest. Yep. Uh, Josh Allen just threw a third pick. Trash. Uh, running back, Jamal Williams sucks. I, oh, I, I garbage. Love, I love him because he's an anime lover, but he is not good. Nope. At all. Nope. I think Kendrick Miller is a must must add. Well, until Alvin Kamara comes back. I mean, I mean, Kendrick. Do you think Kamara Kamara is going to get eighty percent of the touchdowns? I don't think so. I, I think, think Kendrick. So. I think Kendrick they, Miller is going to be the guy that they paid Jamar. They don't give him more. He's, he's he sucks get, though. He's going to gain two three yards for you. Paying a paying a running back doesn't mean anything anymore. What are you paying him? Pennies. He's getting good. He's good at getting two three yards. That's it. Well, so what? Get. Put him in when you need a, a one yard or two yards or whatever. You, you can put Kendra Miller and Al, Alvin Kamara in every other scenario. I'm just telling you, it's, it's going to be Williams and Kamara. Mostly. No way. No. Nope. I, I think Kendra Miller is going to be the mark, marking room of this offense. All right. That's me. That's you. That's not me. I think I think I don't, I don't think that's You could get him for free. That's the thing. Like you're, Jamal Williams is most likely he was already drafted, and you're just banking on a touchdown. He's not going to get any volume in the passing game. Kendra Miller, he. He's built like a three-down back. He didn't, I, we he haven't didn't seen play. it yet, huh? He didn't even play with Kamara. I know he was hurt. He's not. He's hurt. Uh, that's why people. That's why people either dropped him or he's not. Even, he hasn't been drafted. So I think he's he's just a free pickup, and why not? Especially if an IR IR spot to, to just stash him in. There's no way I'm. If I could do that, there's no way I'm not picking up Kendra Miller. Well, All right, uh, real quick, it's on the uh, Titans. Not a lot um, of good things from Ryan Tannehill last game. He had only threw for 198 yards, uh, no touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, we watched a lot of that game, and his targets were way off. Like, they were not close to. I swear, it should have been like eight, eight interceptions that game. I mean, uh, one good sign for D Hop owners 13 targets. 
led the entire wide receiver corp in that. Um, caught seven of them for 65 yards, the most on the team as well. Um, did you guys expect this? Deandre Hopkins? Yes. Yeah. This is, I mean, he's like a target hog. That's 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 his game. He really wasn't going to. I in a lot of drafts too. So it's interesting to see that. Um, because Tannehill's not the best quarterback. You know, he was declining two years ago. Uh, he looked really bad this past everyone, game. Everyone, all every receiver that goes to to Titans, they tend to just die off. So that's another thing why people thought Ryan hit yeah, off. We saw so many times. We got what? Well, so many examples. Randy Moss. Is Andre Johnson all these like super studly? Jones. Yep, it's all, just, all these like super top tier. Probably th- those. I feel like we named three of like the top ten receivers of all time. They all went to the Titans and they all bummed out. Sucked. Right. Uh, Traylon Burks is another person you just have to keep a watch over. I think he's still a stash. Uh, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. He's starting him no matter what until he gets hurt. It was if, weird. They, they. I feel like they underutilized them that game. They're, the game was a close game, and it was. He played forty eight percent of snaps, and they barely ran. It felt like they didn't run the ball in the second half. It, it was weird to see. I, I mean, I do, I, I do own Derrick Henry in a couple of leagues. Um, I thought he was going to get a little bit more volume than he got. He had what seventeen touches. He normally carries. gets 20, Yeah, he normally gets around set like twenty to twenty five touches a game. It's weird to see, but especially in a close game, that they should have won. But we won't get into that. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, on to the next game. We get the San Francisco 49ers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I almost, almost said Pirates. Uh, uh, I mean. They wish they were Pirates. Yes. They, uh, do they? I don't know. Wait, why? Huh? What do Pirates do? Steal gold. And 49ers have gold. But the, oh. I guess. Anyway. But they're Steelers. They steal gold already. But they don't have what? that. Forget it. Steelers don't steal gold. I know. Unbelievable. Anyway. Speaking of the other way you say Steelers, okay? Sheesh. I got it. I got it. Uh, yeah, takeaways from this game. Uh, anything? I mean, Ayuk was amazing. Um, caught all of his targets, eight of them for one, almost 130 and two, pick, two touchdowns. Um, he got the most targets of the team. Debo second with seven, Kittle with third, sixth, and McCaffrey with five. All the guys you start from this team. Yeah, it's it's going to be a pretty consolidated offense. It's just going to be those four guys that you're starting most weeks. Maybe Brock Purdy on an off week, but like I I really think uh, they're they're going to be so efficient. They're going to be probably the best team in the NFC. Hey. I really thought I really thought Elijah Mitchell would get more carries, but he only saw five. Christian McCaffrey just completely. Yeah, he, he just did. He did his Christian McCaffrey thing. So yeah, uh, I just want to give my few quick take on it. I feel like if you could sell Brandon Ayuk right now, I would. I would. I see Brandon Ayuk as more of a boom and bust. Uh, he's not gonna be doing this every week. Uh, I think Debo Samuel is still the more consistent player out of the whole offense of receiver core. Ayuk's gonna have boom. Bus games. He's gonna boom like this. He's gonna give you like three catches for twenty yards for games too. I, I'm pretty confident about it. That the four nines are a good team. They don't need to push, 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 throwing the ball a lot. So I feel like if you could sell Ayuk off this big game, thinking people, people thinking that he's gonna continue doing this, I would love to. Who do you think you could get out of him? I, uh, hypothetically, good question. I would trade Ayuk for Debo Samuel. 
if I could right now. I would try to. I mean, I would. My what I, I think I would try to do Ayuk for Zay Flowers plus. I feel like that's not really. I think Zay enough. Zay Flowers is he's going to be the second on this offense, and I feel like they're going to throw the ball You're thirty times a week. Over here. Let me be biased. You could get a plus out of it. All right, on to the Steelers. Um, they were down, they were down big early, so they pretty much abandoned the entire run. How do you guys feel about? They abandoned Najee everything. Harris? How do you feel about Najee Harris going forward? He didn't look that bad. The amount of carries that he had, he wasn't yeah, bad. Six, yeah, six thirty-one average, five yards to carry. It wasn't um, bad. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, sorry, God. Uh, DeAndre Johnson. I don't know how bad it is. At he's going to miss games. He has. He always has an issue. He's going to miss games. Uh, I don't want to say Allen Robinson. I'm not touching him again. I feel like George Pickens is still going to be the person that. Listen, Allen Robinson, to... listen. Fool us don't, once. Shame on me. Fool us twice. Shame on you. What a, Fool us thrice. This is number three time. This yeah. is number three Fool us thrice. I, I don't know, but. You're not nice, bro. Shame on us. <laughs> Uh, um, but Calvin, but, uh, Austin, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Calvin Austin is someone that it's pickable. Tony, no, Jack, no, no. Why? No. If DeAndre Johnson is out, I'm saying no. Nobody else. Ex- nobody else. You're yeah, not George starting Pickens. any of these guys, and they they have no upside. No. I'm sorry, okay. Jordan. You know, you have to see the catch from uh, Gary Wilson. All right. Uh, um, going forward. Uh, I mean, the problem. The problem right now, right? Like, these stats are kind of def- uh, inflated because Kenny Pickett threw the ball 46 times. They're down big early. Um, and I don't know. It's a lot, there, there are one, two, three, four, five players and more than six or more targets. And mm-hmm. you're definitely not going to see this um, over and over again on a week-in, week-out no. basis. So. No, I am not buying into anybody else. Other, I mean, I'll buy into Deontay Johnson if his injury isn't as, as bad, but there's, there's no way I'm. You could con- convince me to pick up Allen Robinson, Senior Austin. No, I'm sorry, it's just not gonna happen. Pat Firemuth is probably the only guy I'm buying in this offense. I know he has just because uh, he's a tight end. That's yeah, that's it. He's the only reason why. All right, uh, I think that wraps up this one. Let's go on to the Cardinals and the Commanders. Uh, I had nothing from the game. I'm sorry, maybe Brian Robinson looked good. Yeah, you got the volume, got some targets, but I man. think it's just gonna be a mess, man. Uh, James Conner, he's getting he's getting the work. Well, oh yeah, if we're talking about if we're talking about the Cardinals, James Conner, he's he's an auto start. He's gonna get the volume. He's and gonna he's maybe fall. Ball. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna catch the ball. He may be falling to the end zone, so he's gonna give you a consistent twelve to fifteen points a week. Yeah, they uh, had a pretty good game yesterday. For what it was worth. Yep. I mean, jo- Johan Dotson started off really high, and then he just faded away. Uh, Curtis Samuels, he another person who's injury prone. He's he's a taking time bomb. He's gonna get hurt soon. He probably will, but he's definitely worth stashing. We're not stashing, yeah. but like having on your bench, you know. He is. He's an explosive player. He he reminds me of Kersey Harvin, but yeah. he can't stay healthy. He also can't stay healthy. So it's just uh, that I don't know. Sam Howell doesn't look that great. They struggle against Cardinals, who, who are supposed to go all in seventeen this year. Uh, I guess you could. I guess you could stash 
Samuel and Dotson and McLaren are both owned already. Logan Thomas got targets too, so he's another person that is startable, I guess, for a tight end position. Brian <sighs> Robinson doesn't get any catches, man. You cannot. I, I don't feel comfortable starting him at all, even if he gets 20 carries. Yeah, he's, his ceiling is like 15 points. I like think 80 yards and a touchdown. That's his ceiling. Jack, I think we I think we all agree that we're just avoiding both of these offenses except for James Conner. Or at least we're if we can, we'll try to avoid these offenses. And if we do own somebody, we'll try to get them on our, off our roster. If somebody who actually likes Sam Howell or who likes Marquise Brown, you know? Yep. But all I right. will I will buy Marquise Brown later on in the season. Or like right now to stash him for when Kyler Murray maybe eventually comes back, but who knows? All right, that's going to wrap up the uh, afternoon games, going to late game sessions. Uh, start off with the Packers at the Bears. Uh, yeah, anyone want to start off? Uh, yeah, I just got to talk about Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is that guy. For some reason, I don't know what the Packers, I mean, I guess because he's injury prone or like he has bad hamstrings or they just don't want to give him a big workload. But whenever I see Aaron Jones on the field, I feel like if he gets mo- the majority of touches, they score. And if he doesn't, or if A.J. Dillon is the one who's getting the touches, they probably go three and out, or they probably go, you know, just like not a long drive and they wind up punting anyways. Like it's just, it doesn't make any sense. You could just see the difference between Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. I love Aaron Jones, the talent. It frustrate, frustrates me that the Packers don't want to commit fully to him, especially when they're not paying him that, that much. And I understand it was pretty much a blowout this game, but I, I love Aaron Jones. He's, he's so good. Um, but for the rest of that offense, AJ Dillon, please, trash, trash garbage. Um, he, he outcarried uh, Aaron Jones. Yeah, that's well. I mean, that's because he got a lot of garbage touches at the end of the game. Oh, Aaron Jones was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm assuming that's. I, I I didn't see the whole game, whole game, but I'm assuming that's what happened, and I'm hoping that's what happened because there's no way God on God's green earth Aaron Jones should be outcarried by Aaron, AJ Dillon. But he, I feel like every single week he does. And then there's like the receivers. I am not. For some, I, I don't know what the big hype with Jordan Love is. I don't like, I don't see it. I really don't. Aside from that 51, what is it? 50 plus yard reception from Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones. Like, I don't see, I don't see the explosiveness. I understand he didn't have Christian Watson there and Dobbs was, you know, a little hobbled, but I'm not the biggest, like, I'm fading the, the whole Green Bay offense other than Aaron Jones. I think Christian Watson, when he's healthy, he will do very well with Jordan Love. That's just me being biased. I also own a lot of Watson. Uh, I think if you could grab him for cheap since he's injured, go for it. I mean, Ayuk for for Watson? Would you okay. do that? Oh, instant. I'm getting Watson. Yeah. No, I'm missing doing that. Yeah. Jordan Love, Jordan Love only threw the ball 245 times. Sorry. Yeah. Uh... Damn! <laughs> well, he threw the ball twenty-seven times. Um, it's not like they were heavy on the pass. They had actually had over uh twenty-five carries uh, across all their running backs. Uh, so it's uh, I mean, I think it was a, it was it was surprisingly a blowout. I mean, there was one pick six. Um, but yeah, it's. I if we're fl- if, some more to come from Jordan Love. If we're flipping over to the Bears, Jack, you want to take away Justin Fields, man? I know he's. He's he's my boy too. I believe in the talent for fantasy purposes. He's just in real life, he's just not a really good quarterback. I just for fantasy, he is I think he's a buy low candidate. After week one, people are just they're gonna see this performance and they're gonna be like, Oh man, I need to get 
you know, get away from Justin Fields, you know. But I I think he still had a decent game fantasy wise. Is that just me? I guess decent. He got sacked so many times. But uh I just want to give a shout out to Darnell Mooney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jack's Jack's acting like he's getting a eulogy right now. <laughs> I I love him so much. I, I don't know. No, uh, talk about Fields, man. Fields, he, I I I gave him a chance. I'm like, oh, maybe he improved. I I, I wanted to bank on him improving on Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen did, because Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, these guys first year they were all for passers, but they worked on it and they got so much better. Fields looked like he got worse. I think it's the op- the way they catered the offense. I mean, you see it in the preseason too. It was a lot of checkdowns. It wasn't a lot of intermediate throws, slant plays. It wasn't a lot of that when you when the the, the few plays that he played in the preseason. I feel like it it looked, a, they were afraid to let him throw the ball deep. He he threw. I felt like every single play was a checkdown. The two passes yeah. he threw deep. He completed both of them. Both of them were twenty plus yards. He, he there. How many how many running back targets here? Fifteen running back targets. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, 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 I feel like they're hiding the offensive line, but I, at some point you just got to try to do something else. These check down passes are not going to work all the time if you keep doing the same shit. Yeah. Um, do you do you have any belief in the running backs or is this? I'm not touching any of the running backs. They, they use all of them too much. So are you, are you fading this whole offense or are you, are you still trusting Justin Fields? I got, I got to trust Darnell Mooney. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you still, I feel like you got to give it more than a week or two. I mean, we saw what Fields is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you should give another week. Uh, and I also want to point out that uh, DJ Moore, I mean, he had J- Jair as end on him. So let's just see more what happens. I, mean, if he, I feel like you should just don't sell too quickly to see. In the future, what happens? Yeah, people people undersell the fact that this was a division game. Green Bay Packers own the Bears every single year. I don't know how many how many times in a row now. A like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's forever. If it's not in a row, it's like they probably have like one win in like the last fifteen years or something, or something like that. It was some dumb number, but like the Bears don't beat the Packers. Nope. Like the like Aaron Aaron Rodgers says, they own the Bills. Oh, the Bears. Yeah. Well, he said he owns the Bears. Well, pretty much same thing. Packers. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that the Bears were imbearable? All right. Next game at the Las Vegas Raiders visiting Denver uh, with new coach Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Uh, this game was another clunker. Uh, there was not much to speak speak about. Uh, we did talk about Jacoby Myers. He had he's probably the best um, news from this game. I mean, Devontae Adams got his. Uh, Josh Jacobs had a very poor performance. He carried 19 times, just 48 yards. Well, I, at least for me, if I was an Adams owner, I am relieved that Jamie G is competent and he could get hit, he could get Devontae Adams the ball, even though he only had what six catches for 60 plus yards. It to me, I feel like just seeing it. The the, the narrative before the season was Jimmy G could be a downgrade from Derek Carr. Blah 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 blah. No, see what he could do. Devontae Adams, totally fine with him, comfortable starting him. I feel like this year he's just going to be the same exact Devontae Adams that we know that he's we're known to seeing. Then, I mean, Jacoby Myers obviously was a surprise. You know that I felt like there was going to be somebody who's going to elevate their game, become their number two. 
it's looking like it's Jacoby Myers as long as he's healthy. And that's another encouraging sign. The scary sign was Josh Jacobs. He was very inefficient, but he got the volume. So for the Raiders side of the ball, I like those three options as startable options every single week. So, I mean, for me, I mean, Myers always, he was always very good. He just couldn't stay on the field. Uh, Jimmy, like you mentioned, Jimmy G knows who to target. Uh, if Myers is out, Adam is going to get 15 targets next week. Yep. Get who to play. Jimmy G knows that he's not like a amazing quarterback. He's going to throw to his number one guy. Uh, Jimmy G's a freaking winner, though, dude. Like, yeah, he somehow like, wins games, man. Throw the ball to his best player. Yeah. Don't <laughs> do what the other guy's doing. Russell Wilson over here. I think the whole team got a catch. <laughs> and, and the whole Broncos team had a catch. It looks like it's like 12, 12 different receivers. And, and his whole team got a catch, and he only threw for 177 yards. Like, yeah. But for me, the one guy I want, I like in preseason, and I still think he's good, is Samaj P. Ryan. He's not a great player or anything, but Sean Payton likes using two running backs. He just likes using a, a, a run, a running running back, and then a, a pass catching back. And Samaj P. Ryan fits the. He's like a right now. I feel like he's a poor man's Alvin Kamara. He's not good as good as Kamara, not at all. But he's gonna be doing what Kamara's doing. He was actually really good this this past game too. He's very efficient. He, He's a good player. He was a good player last year. No, he's good, but he's not like anything special. He's not but, yeah, yeah. athlete like Kamara. But he's like, gonna keep playing that role. I feel like if you were a JK Dobbins owner, he's he's the type of guy that you want to target in a trade because you know you lost some value at JK Dobbins. So like if you could give up something for Samaj Piran, I totally agree with you, Jack. I think Piran is he he's durable and he he even with limited touches, he gives you some type of value. I think he gets you like 10 to 12 points a week. Yep. And I also think when Jerry Judy comes back, he's going to be a target hog. He's All an right. alpha. <laughs> All right. Jack, they don't call him Jack Judy for nothing, Kelvin. That's true. The way you said it, too. Oof. I also do want to point out, this guy's name, one of the receivers, I I never knew his name. His first name is... Little Jordan. Little Jordan. His parents no, goes, no. I'm not going to name him Jordan Humphrey. No, 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 no. Not Little Jordan. Lil Jordan. Little Jordan. Lil Jordan. Jordan. What do they call him at home? Do they do they go full name at home or do they, they no, go they go, they go LJ man? Sure. Lil J? LJ, LJ. I just wanted to point that out. That was, that was funny for me when I saw the name. Alright, on to the probably the game of the day. Uh the Dolphins at the Chargers. Probably. It man, definitely was. Man, it <laughs> this was a fun game to watch. Uh dare I say Tua has looked amazing. Like well, those weren't even Tyreek Hill. Those are two passes that got to him at the right time, uh, at the right moment. And man, it looks great. I mean, Tyreek Hill is absolutely unguardable. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. He is ridiculous. It's nuts. Um, fifteen targets, caught eleven for two fifteen, two touchdowns. Uh, he you know in six yards uh, of the play uh, starting, he's already ahead of the defender. Defender's already behind him. That I mean, that's that's their fault. They're not playing up on him. They're not double, they're not bracketing him. So like it's they're just giving him free releases to sprint as fast as you can. So like it's yeah. it's part it's partially the defense, but Tua again, I I you cannot understate how incredible Tua was. His pinpoint accuracy, the timing, the the way he just lofts a ball and it just goes over a defender into the, the receiver's lap. It is beautiful to watch. Uh 
he might be the steal of every single draft because he's getting draft. He was drafted what nine ninth round plus, and as long as he's healthy, that's the only thing. That's the only bugaboo with Tua. If he stays healthy, he might have a an incredible season. Tyreek Hill is ridiculous. Jalen Waddle, again another great receiver, but he was getting no names like Craig. I can't even say his name. Krakoft, 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 River. Craycroft. Dude, he's getting names. Anybody. Anybody was getting it. It was awesome. Yeah. It was a crazy game for the Dolphins. Um, unbelievable. We went to Chargers. Herbert had another mediocre game. Um, hey, we were, uh, I touch the run back. I mean, Raheem mostly got 10 carries. Uh, uh, what's his name? Devin, Devin, Devin was a healthy scratch, which I was kind of weird about that. I thought he would have. A-Chain? Yeah. That was a weird yeah. start. That was a weird healthy scratch for me. And look, from what I from what I read, it seems like they just want to give him another week of the shoulder injury. I got it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think David Hitchens is actually going to play a big part in this uh, in this uh, Miami Dolphins offense. Uh, he mostly got the tar- got the ca- carries. Uh, I mean, he didn't really do much with them. He got one touchdown at the end there, but um, three yards per carry. It's it's not. Something to sing I, home about. To be honest, I I want pieces of this offense. I want one of the two stud receivers, and I want one of one one or two running backs just to to solidify that that backfield. I think whoever is in this offense is going. They're going to provide points. They're going to pro- provide fantasy value. So I like I like this team. <laughs> I like this Miami team. I'm moving on to Chargers. Um, like I said, Justin Herbert didn't have the greatest game. Uh, Keenan Allen, Eckler, Mike Williams, top of the list on targets, which you expect. Uh, running backs, both Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly really killed it. Yeah, Average seven yards carry and five yards carry. Dolphins, ever since Mike Daniels took over, Dolphins' run defense has always been trash. Last year, there was the E gash into the ground every game. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, don't see too much Joshua Kelly. He's not going to be doing this every week. Uh, I think, well, I, I, I believe he's a, he is. The handcuff to Eckler. So, oh, yeah, 100%. if you have, as, as we didn't really, did we touch on Eckler's ankle injury? Nope. No, we didn't. Uh, so, like, he left the game like, what, five minutes left, right? And he didn't get a touch in the last five minutes. So, and Josh Kelly was, Josh Kelly was in there. He was effective. He's, he's going to be the, he's, he is their backup. So, oh, I didn't realize he got hurt. That's my bad. I missed yeah, that. That's okay. I know you didn't watch the game. So, it's okay. I was stuck in this, I was stuck in Orlando. Like thirty six hours. That was so. awesome. That sounds like it was a fun time. All right. Uh, anything else from this game? Receivers. I feel like you starting Keenan Allen. No, Mike Williams. I think as long as he's healthy, you're starting him. Yep. And that's it. That's for me. I'm not starting any of the tight ends. Yep. All right. Uh, next game, we got the Eagles at the New New England Patriots. Uh, uh Eagles feel like dog shit. They absolutely did. <laughs> it was, was raining though, right? It was raining. They still look. They were. They were a running team, and the rain should not be affecting them. Uh, they're a running team, and they barely ran the ball. Yeah, I, and the biggest surprises. I think everyone's biggest surprise is Kenneth Gainwell was the RB one. He got besides Jalen Hurts, he got literally ninety three percent of the carries. Any reason why um, Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch? Uh. For me, I knew Gainwell and Scott was never going to be inactive. 
So it was pretty much just Swift versus Penny. Uh whoever's whoever they pick over. And then Swift looked much better than Penny in the offseason. So Swift got the nod to start. Uh because Boxer Scott's never leaving because he's uh he's one of our best special teams players. And Gainwell Gainwell show he he did pretty well last year in the postseason too. He was averaging 5.4, 5.5 yard carries, yard per carry. Uh, I guess they want to give him a chance. Gainwell, I mean, Gainwell is a guy I'm trying to get rid of. Um, if I have him, if I just so happen to walk into Kenneth Gainwell and he's on my roster, I'm getting rid of him instantly, as fast as I could. Because there's no fan, way there's going to be a turnstile running back. There's no yeah. way I I don't believe that. As an Eagles fan, I feel like uh he is. I think if you you be have him, I think you could try try trading him just because Eagles offense is great and everyone will want a piece of it too, right? So. And then at the same time, he could also be the lead back because he catches the ball very well. So, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Eagles fan. I hope he does well because I like getting well. I gained, I love him last year. So, for me, th- I feel like this week one Eagles team, just ignore it. Yeah, uh, especially the Goddard because that was – what the what the hell was that? He pulled a few Higgins. I mean, you know, did he have a target? I think yeah, one he target. Two, one, yeah, target. one target. Yeah. Uh, the the offense just looked awful. It just looked really bad. They didn't play at all during the preseason. So let's just, just, just move over to the Patriots side. Uh, <laughs> just ignore it. Just it didn't happen. Eagles Eagles just wait another week. I feel like you just don't just pause and just wait on a, a whole week. Uh, Patriots offense receiver look like a mess. I don't know who you want, who you don't want. Uh, There's nobody I want. Hunter Henry <laughs> is probably the most interesting guy there, but. I mean, the guy you want is is Ramondre Stevenson. That's it. Yeah, it, it, I I, like, I come into the season. I know we didn't do a preseason uh, podcast. I mentioned this a lot. The only reason why I like Stevenson a lot, I didn't care about Ezekiel, is because I think the Patriots are not a good team this year, and they're gonna be losing a lot. Therefore, a lot of throwing. Do you, Do you put any weight into Mac Jones' this no. performance? They were yeah. they were playing from they were down like what sixteen zip within two minutes. 316 and three, man. When was the last time you saw him do that? What do you mean? He threw 50, he threw like 60 times. I know, I know, I know. I'm, 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 you know, maybe in two quarterback leagues, you trust him? No? Uh, yeah, two quarterback leagues, yes, you have to trust him. But in a 10 man, 12 man, one quarterback league, he's not startable. Yeah. Agreed. That's it. We're not talking about any of those receivers because I don't want to get into Kendrick Bourne, uh, Juju, Douglas. And you're not starting Zeke. So I'm going to go booty. What the hell? Like, I don't want to get into anybody. Like, there's, they're not worth slashing. So. And, you're start, and you're not starting Zeke either. So No. All right. Uh, on to the next game. Last of the 4 p.m. games. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams and Seattle Seahawks. This game is very interesting to talk about. The weirdest game of all time, man. I, I, who would expect the Seahawks to get blown out in the first Daffer game of the season against Daffer the Rams? Cam uh, Anger looks awful. Kyron Williams looks like. He looks pretty good, actually. Not bad. He's so small, though. Yeah, he is small. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. But Cam Akers, no, one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, Twenty-two carries, twenty-nine yards. Uh must start. <laughs> Un- was, he was so bad, dude. Uh receiver is the the weird thing here. I started Tutu Atwell in a bunch of leagues. <laughs> Last year, Tutu Atwell got separation. He just did not have a quarterback to the ball to him. I feel like he's a better version of Van Jefferson. Uh, as long as Cooper Cup is out, I think both receivers are startable. You see Puka. 
Puka not, and not, Tutu yeah. are two people. Weird names, Puka and Tutu. I think both of them are starving. <laughs> you think they drafted them because they have weird names? <laughs> Puka, Tutu. <laughs> uh, Stafford looks pretty good. I mean, he didn't look that bad. He looks much better than what I was expecting. He looked healthy. Yeah, which is great news. I mean, preseason, I already told any of this preseason, I already mentioned Geno Smith overperformed last year. He got paid, and he's going to suck this year. And he looked awful the first game. He really well, looked. Well, Kent Walker looked pretty good. Uh, Kenneth Walker is the he is definitely the biggest winner in the Seattle on Seattle. Like he played most of the snaps, he got most of the work, and he looked the best. He looked like the best player on Seattle. So like, yes. Um, I I'm a believer in Kenneth Walker as long as this this team decides to play. If, if Gino decides to play football, then I'm I'm a believer in uh, Kenneth Walker. I'm not a believer in Geno Smith, so therefore I'm not a believer in any of the receivers. I think <laughs> and that, yeah, you want, you want more to add to that? Each of the receivers, these three receivers, DK Metcalf, Lockett, and JSN, they're going to take turns having a good week. All right. We can't trust them. Uh, and, and that leaves the only game of the, on Sunday night slate, uh, the Dallas Cowboys versus the New York Giants. This should be very quick. Um, hard to say if the Giants are just not good or if Dallas is really good. Uh, Giants did a complete stinker. Uh, Cowboys completely dominated them on defense. Um, the offense wasn't great. Tony Powell got two touchdowns. Uh, CD Lamb did his thing. I mean, what else can we speak about? I mean, I think this is another week of years. Just skip over it. There was just too much things that happened that Giants often couldn't get going. Uh, and there's rain. There's rain too. So um, who knows what would happen? But Cowboys uh, again, go either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could contribute that to the rain as well. Um, yep. Right. So scratch this one. Still believe in those guys that you believe in. Uh, let's see what happens next week. Uh, and yeah, that's gonna wrap up all the week one matchups. That was pretty fun. Now I'm trying something new again. Uh, this this year, or at least this episode. Uh, I picked up some top plays uh, from yesterday's games. Uh, what we'll do, we'll talk about them, and you can see those same plays on our Instagram account when the podcast goes live. Uh, first things first, if you are an avid watcher uh, of football, you probably know of these plays. First one, the B. John Robinson touchdown uh, reception. Uh, he put the moves on three guys, and it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, these, that's the type of play that you ex- expect him to make. He looks, you know, I mean, any Bijan owner probably creamed their pants after watching that because you just expect him to do that in every single play. And it, it was that, fun to watch. That first cut, oh, man, the guy just fell to the ground. like. Yeah, and then he juked like three other players right after that. It was awesome. That was gorgeous. It was nice. That was that was nice. I can't even say anything else, but I want a great first touchdown to have in your NFL career. Um Next one was the Zay Jones touchdown reception. This was, I, th- I think everyone who saw it were like, oh, this is no way it's a touchdown. It was impossible. Like, it, like it's, it's, it was, it was, it was impossible. I can't even see, say, I can't even describe how he made that catch. Like, he was already on the ground, ball in his hands, and he somehow still ended in bounce. Um, but that was, that, was a, that was an okay throw by Trevor Lawrence. I think a better catch by Zay Jones. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Zay Jones, uh, we're going to go strictly fantasy. He's actually not a bad option to pick up. Like, he's 
he's a pretty good player. When he's not crazy. He played the most. Uh, that's true. He did have an episode. That was weird, man. <laughs> what do you do again? He just like ran through glass and had naked, naked, right? Yes. Like he was bleeding everywhere in his arms, his legs. Yeah, that was weird. What ass naked? Why did he even think of doing that? What the? Yeah. What a weird person. Right. And the third play I want to talk about. I mean, we have to talk about this play. It's the touchdown pass from Tua to Tyreek. Uh, the last touchdown score put him up. 36 32. So 36 34. How I don't I don't even see the window that he, he put that in. It, it's impossible. Like it, the ball is one minute behind a defender, next minute in Tyreek Hill's hands. Uh Tua is a master. I believe I'm he's becoming a master at pinpointing and dotting a football into the his receiver's arms. And it's it's cool. And, it, and my my initial thought was that that was a bad pass. He threw it right to the defender and then somehow just ended up in Tyreek's hands. Like it's Inexplicable. The defender has to worry about Hill too much to turn around to look at the ball because he's just too fast. Man, he was. Is he part Asian? Who? Like, does does he like study trajectories and stuff? Tua. Or is he like Pacific Islander? He's Hawaiian, so he's as close as it gets. Okay, he's close. (laughs) For football. (laughs) For football reasons, he's Asian, right? Yeah. And 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 the last one I want to talk about. Uh, and the last one I want to talk about wasn't really the greatest of plays, but seeing how uh, how we're idiots about fantasy football and, of course, laterals, that must have been one of the smoothest laterals I've ever seen uh, in a trying to return for a pick six. Like, the guy was coming straight at him and tossed him just to his side and kept going. I thought it was really smooth. It was, it was smooth. It was nice to watch. Uh, I, I want to see more laterals, you know. I think it was a great part of uh game planning i mean for you to score score easier like it throw people off with you lateral people yeah unless it's jacoby myers and throwing it back to the uh oh, yeah, that's a different <laughs> that's a different lateral that you do not want to be a part of all right uh and that's when i have the top plays you can see those on the instagram account uh when this podcast is live uh say if, if we were recording tomorrow we will have two top plays from the jets game yeah Man, the Zach, no, sorry, the um, Gary Wilson touchdown was fantastic. My, my goodness, my dude was guarded one arm, one defender. His other arm was just bobbling, and then one catched it. That was fantastic catch. I didn't see it. Oh, you see it? It was, it was an amazing catch. All right, moving on to the next segment. That did you know? Um, I had a couple of good ones, not too many this week. Uh, but yeah, let's get right into it. You know what time it is. It's the Did You Know. My favorite segment. Ooh, I, wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, really? Really? Oh. Wow. Uh, did you guys know, since 1999, no quarterback has lost more to the Browns than Joe Burrow? Since 1999. I, uh, That's kind of wild. That is kind of wild because the Browns. That's bad. Yeah, that's brief. No, no, that, that's not. That doesn't make sense. I, I mean, that's fine. I, I, that makes sense. How many times you lost? Three? That doesn't seem like a lot. The Browns. He's, the Browns. He's, been... he's one in five against the Browns. Okay. Oh, there he has five losses against them. Holy. But that's fine though. The Browns have been trash throughout the last like twenty five years until like he's, they start getting good like last two years with uh once Burrow came to the league. I know that's twenty two plus years. That makes right? sense. No. It, do, it makes sense, but like when you no, say it, it out loud, it doesn't make, doesn't make sense, Jack, because you said that 
they've been trashed before the last few years. So why isn't there a quarterback that has? Oh, I see what you're saying. It doesn't make sense. My bad. Yeah, they, they need I'm to be the other way around. <laughs> you're right. You're no, right. no. He's saying Jack was just saying that the Browns are so bad in general. So they probably had like three wins a season, let alone five yeah. wins against the Bur- against Burrow. Yeah. All right, on to the next one. Did you guys know Justin Fields led the Bears in rushing Sunday with 59 yards. He's now led the Chicago Bears in rushing in 10 of the past 12 games. That's that's my running back. All right, uh, next one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put Jack to chime in since he has Justin Fields, but... Uh, I say anything. <laughs> uh, did you guys know Raiders wide receiver Jacoby Myers caught more than one touchdown in a game for the first time in his career. Oh. Well, that's cute. Really? Huh. First time ever. The funny thing is, he, Josh McDaniels is his offensive coordinator too. In, uh, in the Patriots? Oh, for the first his first year. Was, was oh. Jimmy G there or was he off the team already? Oh, he was off the team already. Okay. Yeah. That would have been cool. All right, uh, next one. Did you guys know Tua's 466 yards are the most passing yards in a single game versus the Chargers in NFL history? Really? Yep, he's got the more passing, most passing yards against the Chargers ever. It's going to break this year again. <laughs> the next the time they play? The Chargers secondary sucks. Oh, you think someone else is going to throw for more than yeah. 466? Yeah, so I'm going to throw Oh, five. man. <laughs> 500, my goodness. And the last one for Jason. This one's for Jason. Uh, Baker Mayfield has now won three of his four team debuts in his career. Damn. One is Brown's debut. One is Rams' debut. Now he's won his Buccaneers debut. I was not expecting <laughs> I was not expecting you to go Baker Mayfield for yeah, Jason. So, <laughs> so if you want to win one game, sign Baker Mayfield because he'll be on your team and he'll win his debut. So you're saying a team makes it a Super Bowl, they should sign Mayfield. No. If it's not if it's not the Browns, Rams, Buccaneers, or Panthers, <laughs> what a, what a team should do is trade for him every single I'll week. He go be on a new team since he's already undefeated, right? Yep. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right, that's gonna wrap up the Digi Knows. Uh, and last but not least, the bowl predicts. All right, bowl predicts time. You gotta do it. Bowl predicts. That's bold. That was very bold, man. Unfortunately, I did not get a chance to think of one. So if you two have one, I will give way to your picks. Uh, Jack, you know I go last, right? All right. I go first. And uh, he was going to be Mark Hale, so I'm just going to push it to my Boba Dick. I think Laporta is going to score two why, touchdowns. Why are you why saying it like that? Why are you saying it with an accent? I don't know. It just comes out when I read it. That Laporta, way. man. It's no. P O R P O R T. Laporta. It's not P U E R T. No, let, let this go, Laporta. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> he is gonna score two touchdowns. I think he's gonna get at least eight targets, not eight to ten targets this week. I are think. We, huh? Are we gonna call him the door now? That's what you're saying is the door in Spanish. I had no idea. Oh, okay. wow. Eddie knows. Fantastic. Spanish lessons here at the YFTS podcast. Yeah, he's my Boba Dick. I think he gives you at least 50 yards, two touchdowns this week. Two touchdowns. Oh, damn. Two touchdowns. 
this week. Book it. That's pretty bold. All right, Eddie, give us your bullpenick. All right, I talked about him earlier, Isaiah Pacheco. I think he takes over a hold on this backfield. He plays 60% of the snaps. He beats his career high in receptions. I think he gets five this week. I think he gets around 20 touches, and he scores twice just to make up for last week. Ooh. All right. Okay. Uh, and that will wrap up this week, as you used to call it last year, one and a half between week one and week two. Yep. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully you shook off the rust rather early. Uh, it's been it's been the whole offseason. We've not done any kind of podcasting. It's uh, been too long. Someone, yeah, someone sponsor us so we could do this daily, weekly, or daily. Yeah. Well, we do weekly already, but if we could do more episodes with more high quality, um, yeah, it'd be awesome. Uh, I do want to put in a plug for um, all of the New Girl fans. You watch, you watch New Girl, Eddie? Yeah. Uh, Nick from New Girl, Jake Johnson, has his own podcast now. It's called We're Here to Help. And what they do is pretty much have a caller explain this trivial problem and they try to help in the most ridiculous way. I listened to one episode today and it was actually really funny. Maybe they will put a plug in for us in their podcast. That'd be exactly. Nice. Exactly. Uh, I don't know how they'll find out about this plug, but if they do. <laughs> you got to put ready. a timestamp on it. Yeah, get ready. Get ready. Uh, yes, and as usual, follow us on social at YFTS Podcast. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify or anywhere you can download podcasts. Uh, look forward to those top plays in Instagram account. And that will be wrapping up uh, this week one and a half between one and two. Any last words, fellas? Damn. Were you trying to like, am I, am I about to die or something? Why? Oh. <laughs> Any last words? Yeah, this podcast episode one is about to die. And be reborn as a Spotify stream. <laughs> Last words. Uh Eagle's gonna win and cover minus seven and a half Thursday night. Book it. All right. There you go. Um Last word for me is Yeah, we'll see JK Dobbins.